four, three, two, one, and we're rolling. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Rafi. I'm Johanna, and with our son Toñito, we are the Amaro Sotos. And you're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Now, now let's, let's get, get this started. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Hold up, hold up. Episode number one one eleven. I love it, and that voice that you just heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. Thank you, sir. How much do I appreciate that? A lot. And the voice you just heard is that of my main man and the humblest amigo I have on planet Earth, Mister Adam Tate. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's uh, you know Saturday morning. I'm feeling really good. Kind of cold yesterday, but it is what it is. Okay, yeah. here we go. And producing this podcast, one of Date Coa Promotion's finest and elite, my son, Jay Big Bubba Martinez. What's going on, Jay? Hey, Dad. Hey, Adam. How are you guys? Doing good, Jay. What's good. going on? Nothing much, man. You know, same old, same old. Had a good week at work. Glad to be sitting down here with you guys and recapping uh, the past, uh, what, 10 days? Yeah, well, Has it been 10 days? It's been a little while. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's about 10 days, yeah. It was a Star Wars episode, the last one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, today, you know, I, I couldn't come up with something clever for episode number 11, other than episode number 11 was my uh, nephew, uh, Javi, out, and he lives out in Nashville. His uh, his T-shirts, his nice T-shirts, his jerseys, number. his <clears throat> baseball numbers was always number 11. Mm-hmm. Now, and since he was number 11. So he's the mascot for this episode. Uh, not it, really. This one's dedicated no, to him. Well, not, this dedicated to Javi. No, yeah, no, listen, 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 how I'm gonna, listen, how, listen how I'm going to tie this in. Okay. Episode number 11. Yes. His number was number 11. Right. And that beautiful young lady that you heard in last week's, uh, actually the past two weeks, uh, date stamp outro is his daughter Nani, and uh, she's the one that does our uh, Darte Koba promotion uh, produ- uh, promotions jingle. Beautiful yeah. young singer. <laughs> yeah, <it is>. yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Mamita. We we love you. I want to send a shout out to uh, uh, the Quintana and Nandes family out there in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Javi and Barbie and his two beautiful daughters. So yeah. That's great. Love it. <laughs> so I couldn't tie anything else. I'm going to try to yeah. tie it into that, you know. Baseball, we could have, you know, brought up, you know, Alex Cora and, uh, and, oh. and Carlos Beltran, but yeah, I don't know. There might be a little controversy there, don't you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. Jay just slugged right in today. I don't, I don't know what was right. going on. He's dragging feet. I don't know what was going on there. So it's like, what's going on with Jay? It's just Jay? embarrassing. It's embarrassing what? I mean, what? what, what I don't it, know. It's just embarrassing. Going for that competitive edge. No. I don't know. It's just embarrassing for the sport, and being that they're you know obviously there are two great Puerto Rican icons in the sport, it just adds adds more salt to the wound. Is yeah. the problem the the use of technology that they were using to try to steal the signs? I mean, it's cheating. <laughs> like but, point blank, but, like it's cheating. It's but just, baseball I don't is care. full I don't of care. cheaters. But like, I don't care if it's technology. I don't care if it's hand signs. I don't uh, care. Uh, like, it's just how cheating. many people put Vaseline on their glove or they scuff the baseball or they do all that crap. They're, there's a, it's the sport of cheating. It's right. you know historically, yeah. Ever since you know what, uh, since time is time, they did one of the first scandals was that or was it that White Sox? Uh, 
uh, I want to say World Series. Oh, the back Black in Sox the, scandal. Was, yeah, that that's nineteen nineteen. There you go, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. No, no, no. It just sucks. But so that's not where you're all the way up yeah, to the yeah. steroids, uh, you know, shenanigans, and then this now. So chicks dig the long ball. I got to know. <laughs> 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 anyway, we got a we got a packed show today. So if you noticed, uh, we did open up with uh, a little bit of rush this morning uh, because uh, you know the passing of Neil Purcell. We're going to cover that a little bit later. Also. During our intro today is the uh, Amado Soto family out of Atlanta. So friends of mine, mm. uh, Joanna and uh, Rafi. And friends of the show. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you. Thank you to the Amado Sotos out there in Atlanta. Have, so. Are they caught up? Are they ready for episode 11 to come out? <laughs> I hope so. Okay, good. I, I hope they didn't turn off the, you know, turn off the turn show off the once they heard themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So anyway, last week we uh, briefly glossed over the earthquakes that are happening down in Puerto Rico. So uh, I just wanted to say uh, again uh, with, and, and, and we're going to try to knock that out at the beginning. We just want to say we really, really, really. Hope that they uh, recover at least emotionally from this because I think that's the big deal down there. On the, uh, do you know? Do you have any acquaintances that have, have suffered any injuries? No, no, or? no, no. I think they're more shook up than anything. Yeah, mentally. That's you know, it's, literally, it's mentally. Yeah, yeah, you know that shaking going back and forth. So, right. you know, that's really messy. Sleep I, depra- de- def- how do you say it? De- depra- deprivation, deprivation, and, yeah, and anxiety. I'm you sure know. is at a you know spiking right now and. All that good stuff so, are not good stuff. All that thi- all those things are, I'm sure, are on the rise uh, after the hurricane, and then you know the whole thing with the yeah, hurricane was just and, two years ago. So right, and then now this, which is you know, it's not just one hur- it's not just one earthquake and keep it pushing. It's one earthquake and then a couple aftershocks and then another big earthquake and a couple aftershocks and another big earthquake and a couple after. So it's just like it basically yeah. feels like it probably feels like it's never going to end. Yeah, the high the yeah. highest they've had though was six point four, and 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 we are like we had said on the last show, our our facts are shaky, but this one I actually took the time and made sure that no you know, so no. many puns. <laughs> no, honestly, no, no pun intended no, no, there. Okay. That was that was definitely no, no, no pun intended no, 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 on no, that no, one. Okay. I promise you. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, I think that was the highest one they had, and that was last Tuesday, actually the same day that Neil Peart had died. So, or Peart, it's, and, it's, and it depends who you ask. It was a six point four. Yeah, it did, wow. it did some. It, it, it said some ton. It, it made. It did some a lot uh, of structural damage. Uh, structural damage to uh, like four or five smaller towns. It seems like there's the, a lot of concrete the, buildings. Is, well, what's a lot of concrete hurricanes. buildings. Yeah, it's a, you, gotta, oh, so you have to have them. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the standard that's protection the standard, for yeah. hurricane. Yeah. But then when the earthquakes hit, that's, well, yeah. they don't give. Yeah, but you so know, they just but, come down. but they hadn't had any major problems with earthquake. I think until like the 1918s or 1919, something like that. Is there any active volcanoes? I don't think it's volcano. It's all, it's all tectonic plates. Down Mm. in the ocean, so that you know, again, I'm just going off of what you know the seventy thousand experts are saying. Oh, so you just gotta kind of like piece it together. I just use I just use the uh, the U.S. Geological uh, Service app. You know, I look at it, make sure what it is really, and you know, and and I was down there in September when they had that six point oh. Well, hopefully, there'll Uh, be relief from all this pretty soon. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not going to lie to you. That 6.0 is probably the, it was 11-something at night. I was sleeping. We were on the top of El Caribe Hilton, uh, Will and me. The hotel. Because, yeah, at the hotel. And because we were, you know, celebrating our 30th anniversary there. And the Wilda, you know, wakes me up. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. You know, it's shaking. It's, it's shaking. It's, there's an earthquake. So I, I got like the last 10 seconds of it. And, and I'm, I'm sitting at the edge of the bed, right? I'm feeling it. I'm still groggy. But it's like, 
I'm maybe a good 20 feet away from the from the from the the balcony. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the shaking back and forth, you know, mentally it felt like I'm right there where the balcony was at. And then it went away and then it kind of like it just passed and I said, "Oh, okay." You know, but then it was like there was no plan. There was not like, "Okay, you know, exit the building, any of that." You know, it was just it was just, "Okay, we we rode it out." Right. So if it would have went to 7 or something, those one of those devastating ones, that would have been, you know, shoot, it's you know, imminent death probably, more than likely. Yeah, hard so, hard to find some shelter when you Yeah, cuz I mean, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of anxiety. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I had yeah. I had some of my relatives they that you know, especially, you know, uh, a friend of mine called and said, "Listen, your folks look pretty shook up, you know." And and uh, so I immediately call my folks and you know, and 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 I'm thinking, you know, at that point there's no joking around or anything like that. I'm the first thing that comes to my mind is what's your plan? You know, what are you guys doing? Because, you know, I think that if you have a plan, you train. You're as prepared. You you, know, you train for that plan. In other words, you practice it. You practice that evacuation. You know, the first thing is if you, if you, it just, it's, it, it just becomes, you know, muscle memory. It just becomes something that you automatically do. So the first shake, you know, what do you do? This is the exit I'm going to take. This is where I have my bags or my, my, my essentials. Are going to be right there, probably close right. to the door. You know, you and, and you're going to check for. You know, in this case, it's only my my mom and my dad, and they're elderly. You know, so and it's like, oh well, well, yeah, we got out the house, and I said, how close were you to the building? You know, so I'm trying to make a plan for them while I'm on the phone, and just because I said, and my 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 whole my whole thing with that was to, if I could get them where they think, when it happens, like this is what I should do to exit. Because you could write it out, dude. But what if it's a seven point five or an eight or something really catastrophic? Yeah, and you'd be outside. Yeah, you you know you you'd be inside waiting to write it out when that building's falling on top of you. You know your house is you know and that's concrete house. So dude. you think it's a good benefit to give them an actual mission? Oh yeah, say, absolutely. This, this is what you do. You're you're taking con- control of what you can control, yeah. and you're gonna get yourself to safety as best you can. Yeah, and this is where you should be versus you know because I you know I could I was just home so I could visualize. Yeah, shoot, I grew up there so I could sure. visualize where the power lines are and all this other stuff. So you don't want to be here. You know this is where the power line is. You know, right in front of my house. Why are you standing here? Okay. You know, we're standing right next to the Padre. No. You know, so I'm trying to run them through it. So then when I called them again, I called them that, that evening, and they were a little bit more tranquil because they had another one that night. You know, they were a little bit more calm. If you got but, a step-by-step plan, then at least you're following the steps, and you're not thinking about all yeah. the terror around you. You're just, okay, let's get to this place. Let's get here so you we know, can and, hunker and, down and, and, and I still the same, and I, and I still the same thing to my sister, you know. So it was like, I don't know what their plan was, but, you know, I kind of gave them some hints and whatnot. So it was just one of those things where like, okay, I know a lot of us don't practice. I mean, when my kids were little, they knew tornado, bam, this is where you go. So they knew this is where we would be at, Mm -hmm. you know, in school, you know, fire, this is what you do. Don't come running. If there's a fire, don't come running down to to where we're at, where where your mom and me are at, because we're down here on the first floor, run outside the deck. You know, no. so that kind of deal like that. And then they had the whole thing at school where they did the rolling and all that. Sure. So you kind of, you know, here it's, 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 uh, you know, also I was in the army. So you're trying to do all that, you know, that safety stuff. Right. So it's kind of like a plan. So I was thinking, wow, you know, you're not used to this was going on with her anyway. Yeah. But that was basically what I did with my folks. I don't want to go into the whole deal. Yeah. But, so but, if you, I mean, and if you're in. And I think it helped. I, I really did. After talking to him and all that, I said, listen, they had, you know, because I still, I told my dad, I said, dad. Where's your 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 you know your essential bag, you know, your 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 backpack or something? And he's like, They're in the closet. 
So what are they doing in the I'm like, what, what are they doing in the closet? <laughs> they, they should be closed. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And how many do you? Oh, I have four. That's a, wow. Four for two people? Dad, come on now. <laughs> it's like you're taking half the house with you. you know? Four bags of essentials, apparently, right? I have right? no idea what they can be. Just, that 70, 70, that 70. And another cool thing is like my, my cousin Tata from New York, I was talking to her. And, you know, she recommended something was really, really good. It says, you know, how about the essential papers? They get them to you. You know, they could scan them or something, and then somebody could have them, you know, further away from where the um, stuff is. So, you know, a little little safe. second sight. Yeah, so this is gotcha. the Tommy and Adam Hartenane podcast safety moment. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Disaster yeah. preparation so, yeah. episode. And if you're interested in, in you know, donating or, or helping out the folks down there because there are people who are not homeless because of the structural damage and and i'm sure they're needing in need of some things go ahead and you know do your research and don't just blindly if you're wanting to donate money or something like that make sure you you know you do your research and you're not just blindly donating to you know some organization you feel like is going to help um and, you know things always help like sending packages and water and clothes and things like that too so yeah and finally you know the president the president also signed the emergency uh Declaration. Be released, yeah. Yeah, the emergency relief for like five or six towns that yeah. that were actually affected. So, I mean, th- directly affected, you know okay. what I'm saying? So, sure. anyway, sure. But that, that's what's going down there. So, again, uh, I'm, you know, uh, Puerto Rico, near and dear to my heart, there in my heart, thoughts and prayers. And that's as much as I could do from up here. You know, I'm kind of like, we're, we're heading out there next month, dude. So, it's like, oh, that's going to be rough. But, wow. you know, yeah. But it's towards the end of the month, so hopefully all these tectonic plates will yeah. settle. Will, will settle and say, you know what? Uh, you can't really forecast when these things are going to yeah, dissipate, can you? It's natural disaster. Absolutely not. So right. anyway, yeah. Be all right, so though. let's go ahead and jump right into the today is, dudes. Today is January 18, 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. This month's kind of flying by more than other years All past. Right. Well, today's National Thesaurus Day. Did I say that right, Jeremy? Thesaurus. 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 Huh? That's, I was going to say interesting, but maybe we should think of another word for interesting. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, what? It's uh, compelling. Know. It's uh, thought-provoking. Hey, yeah. I use Microsoft Word for a reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you 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 right click and it gives you a whole year. Yeah. The thesaurus is right there. It just gives so, you a crap so it's load National of them, yeah. Thesaurus yeah. Day. Every, everything I say, I'm gonna have to like pick another word. Yeah. It should be it should be National Click Right Day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't rob yourself of of leafing through some you books. That, you you know? think they actually have a a thesaurus? book? Do you think people buy thesauruses anymore? You know, you have I to don't be of a know. certain age, I would believe. Like, yeah, you have to be of the older demographic. Right. Uh, you know, here's the deal, though. I mean, I know I know, we talk a lot about music here. So I know for not a yet. fact. Not yet. Not on this episode. Not yet. I know for a fact, I know for a fact, like a lot of, uh, you've, I, I've seen interviews where, where, where musicians, you know, uh, rappers and, and, you know, lyricists use uh, the thesauruses and they use uh, other, other books that have, yeah, sure. you know, rhyme, to expand. To expand. Mm-hmm. So... You know, are okay. are they using it electronically? I mean, I bet you, yeah. You'd have to read it, unless, you know. So 80-year-olds and rappers are using the sources. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's my guess. You know, no, I, I was just thinking, because, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school, yeah, we actually had an actual actual physical thesaurus. Yeah, but you, I'm, ha- I you wonder, had to crack a book. I wonder if, you know, 
when my kid gets to that age, if they're actually going to have anything like that no. in the classroom. Or it's going to be, okay, go ahead and highlight that word, right-click it, click find similar it's words, gonna be out and of that's going to be the source. It's going to be out of a tablet. Maybe. Right. Let, me, let, me tell this, let me tell this right now. If we were to have all Electronica, the entire electronic world crash. Oh, no. You know, or, you know... There's be no access to the internet. This would we what, have podcasts anymore? Uh, uh, this is what we'd have. <laughs> yeah, it would be actual conversation. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but no. uh, along the uh, what do you call it? Uh, along the uh, what do you call it with those uh, those bonfires? And th- and then this is what would be happening. Trash and burn. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what everybody would be. Definitely. <laughs> no doubt. Mm. We can't live without our devices these <laughs> no, days. No, 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 we can't. And this day in history, in, ni- in 1803, uh, President Thomas Jefferson requested funding from con- Congress to finance the Lewis and Clark expedition. You know who those guys are, the guys who went west, man. Yeah, they, they went started, west. Yeah, past St. Louis's. Jefferson officially asked for $2,500 in funding from Congress. Big money. That's yeah, for that, yeah. Probably in 1803, mm-hmm. that's a lot of dough. Uh uh, through some sources, although some sources indicate that the expedition uh, ultimately cost $50,000. Which is whole. That's typical of government spending, though. When you have like a project that's planned for a million dollars and ends up being $25 million, right? Yeah, you know. And the thing was, one of the unique things about this... Uh, this uh, expedition? Expedition is that they have an African slave with them. And also, as a guide, they had a... Had a Native American, uh, young, young, yeah, Sacagawea. So there was like a kind of like a integrated, if you want to call it that, but I doubt it was in the integration. Integrated, that, they definitely that's, were, that's, not, that's not. Yeah, that would be the word. Not, yeah, right. they let me, let's they look at the thesaurus and figure. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the thesaurus and figure out a word for you know, that one. I don't think diversity was in the grant <laughs> in the grant outline for that one. They, you know, it wasn't just all. You know, it wasn't just all a. Uh, yeah, we know. don't. We don't really celebrate. The African slave. Yeah, I only but, know about but Sacagawea. No, but no, Sacagawea is but, yeah. isn't she adorned on but a But no, just to say that, you know, he there was an African slave amongst the... I didn't uh, know that. The, I yeah. thought it was just Lewis and Clark, their guys in no, Sacagawea. Yeah, they got all the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's probably the other two carrying everything and leading them the right direction, yeah. and they were just along for the ride. Maybe. That's true. Gateway to the West, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's, today is when they actually secured the funding this day in history. Now, this day in sports history in 1958, hockey player Willie O'Ree of the Boston Bruins took to the ice for the game against the Montreal Canadiens, becoming the first black player in the National Hockey League. And that was 1958. Leading to a flood of black hockey players. Play. Oh, wait a minute. No, this is an no, NHL. Get, this is not really. Li- li- no. <laughs> no. This is not the NFL. This is no. not MLB. Not not NBA. There's but, a couple. There's a few black. Right. Yeah, few. there are. Yeah, but 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 yeah, that's nineteen. What were you? Nineteen. It was nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. Mm. And in Boston too. And Boston, in Boston's so, kind of known as like a kind yeah. of a racist kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's probably some trouble. That no, probably I'm sure. was. You know, sure. I mean, that back then, you, you I wonder know, if all he's, these, I wonder if all he's these kind closed-minded of, um, people, absolutely. I wonder if he was kind of uh, heralded as uh, kind of like the Jackie Robinson of the NHL. I don't it's, know too much about hockey. Well, I haven't heard his name. So, right. I mean, but I'm so saying in the hockey still, circles. I thought, you know, still, I thought it was an maybe. interesting fact. And being in 1958, yeah. 
you know, I was just thinking maybe 1970, something what, like that. I didn't know it was that was, far uh, back. What year did Jackie Robinson break uh, into dude, the MLB? I don't MLB? know which that was, 19... Uh, That's a great question. 19... But I don't know if it pre- predated something. that. Mm. That yeah, I, I think don't it was know, in man. the 40s. Was it? Okay. You know, anyway, I don't know that, dude. You just, you, you, just threw me a curveball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to slap shot that. 1947. <laughs> I was in the zone, okay. 1940. <laughs> so only 11 years later. Yeah. NHL. Go ahead. Okay. All right. This day in music in 1989, at just 38 years old, Stevie Wonder became the youngest living person to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the ceremony held at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. Was he the first blind person in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm, that's a good question. That's a really or good question. Do you think question. maybe Ray Charles is Ray Charles in the Rock and Ray Roll? Ray Charles absolutely yeah, had absolutely a record twenty five years before that. So, but is he in the? He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let me get my he's, wooden. Hold up, we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of be. Fame. Hold up, let me start. Let me slow my roll. Oh, because I've already been embarrassed once over this. But is it twenty five years they have to have a 25 record? Twenty five years after initial release, then you're eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Man. Okay, I'll tell you what. That same year, the Rolling Stones, The Temptation. And Otis Redding were also inducted. So if we, do, if we do the math on Stevie Wonder, that means he was 13 when he, <laughs> this when he began his the, uh, music is, career. We're yeah. not doing Woo! the math. This is the Little show. Stevie Wonder. This is the show that we don't do the math yeah, on. we don't. <laughs> this, one, well, this one easy, though. This is 25 Last time years. I did math, so, I went out and celebrated <laughs> after the class was no, over. Listen, 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 listen. It's pretty easy. This one's easy. 25 years. So you got 1989, right? Minus 10, 1979. I, I did the Minus math. 10, 1969, right? <laughs> Minus 5, 1964. <laughs> did you do it already? I didn't yeah. hear you. <laughs> I, I just did his age. I didn't do the year that he actually began. Uh, oh, man, you did the age. That's even better, man. That's even more beast. Right? 13, right? That's even... I went with, you know, the year that he put his record out. Right. <laughs> the year of, like, Beatlemania started. <laughs> I get that. There you go right there. Yeah, that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dude. Did you see the shuns oh, that they did this week on yeah, the... Yeah, our... Our awarded people came out. We we got an announcement that our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be filled with new people. Uh, Are you excited about the new class, this Tommy? Is, this is where this is the, the. Let me read it to you. Let me read it to uh, you. Let me read it to you. You'd have to bring it, geez. Uh, Doobie uh, Brothers. What do you think, Doobie Brothers? You give it a thumbs up. Doobie Brothers gets it. Yeah. T Rex. Yeah, they get it right. Bang a gong. Bang yeah, a gong. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I really don't know much yeah, else. Yeah, never heard of them. Nine Inch Nails. I know them. No, no, like, not over Motorhead. Ma- machine I, I don't rock even, music. I don't, I don't even think that Trent Reznor said, no, 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 not over Lemmy, no, please. Mm. Depeche Mode. Hold up, man, hold up. I, I'm, 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 oh, good. I'm getting, I'm getting a... A feeling? A, I'm getting a feeling. I don't know. What is that? This is Guitar Road. <laughs> Guitaro again. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> What's up, Guitaro? Welcome back. Glad you stopped by. That list from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I got it right here. Throw it in that bathroom, Tommy. Guys, there behind you in the studio. <laughs> Flush it set, down the toilet. Set fire to it. That list was not approved by the Rock Dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Depeche Mode. <laughs> but, but Guitaro, there's two more names. Guitaro. Whitney oh. Houston. Oh, you're killing Guitaro. Notorious B I G. Big Papa? <laughs> <laughs> I love, love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Big Papa passes. So that one's good. That one's okay. Okay. 
That's because he ran it by um, 808 God. <laughs> 808, 808 drum beat God. Um, yes. Guitar. I'm going to be watching you this rest of the show. Oh, now. no. Don't come here with those lips like that. That's a bunch of bullshit. I'm waiting for a, thun- <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for a thunderbolt. Oh, okay. Please. <laughs> Take, take pity on me, Guitaro, please. Say hi to Neil for us. Please. Tommy, Tommy. Oh. Yes, Guitaro. You may continue. Thank you, sir. <laughs> wow. That was Guitaro. I'm on the naughty list. Damn. <laughs> you shouldn't be bringing... I told you should be bringing, you should be bringing those lists here. It's news of something called news. the I'll, Rock I'll, and Roll Hall of Fame. Um... Should I? I'll, I'll go back and check to see who you guys thought was going to go in from your predictions and see oh, who you guys got right. It was terrible. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't even go there. No, that was. As a matter of fact, this show's number so, two out there. I don't want you to so, hear that. So I talk, got it. So you know. we had a whole bunch of shuns, right? We had a whole bunch of people that we feel should have made it in, but didn't. We had Soundgarden, Judas Priest, Judas Priest, Judas Priest, Judas, Judas Priest, Priest, Judas Priest, oh, Judas wow, Priest. That's crazy. Pat Benatar. Did Pat she make Benatar. it in? No. no. Did I read it? No. Hmm. We have so many, and of course, Mortarhead, like you said. But, you know. Depeche Mode. Oh, what a gosh. downer. Uh, Their music is a freaking downer. my personal Jesus. What kind of crap is that? Personal, wait, personal wait, I don't want to make, yeah. make Guitaro mad. Our <laughs> 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 light might go off again. <laughs> we'll have him. We'll I didn't have even him. think about that. <laughs> was we'll, him, huh? We'll have, it was Guitaro, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, but no, 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 no. That is crazy. They're gonna they're gonna have that HBO special where they show the induction ceremony oh. for all these people and gosh, and man. I think I'll skip it again this year. No, yeah, I won't. Buy, yeah, I don't watch that. I, I want to know. I, I, I just know, wait for the highlights on that stuff. I want to know the criteria. I want to. I want to know what, how these guys guys edged out. It's I just, mean Judas it, Priest especially. But, I think you it's know, just you know what? Rock, no, honestly, it's just with, for ju- with, music journalists, I think, to mm, nominate or jerks. vote on whoever <laughs> is nominated. Those guys are jerks. Uh, yeah. No, here's you know honestly on on Whitney Houston, yeah, of course. You know, and and, and Big Papa, uh, Big, sure. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That sure. those you know those are those are artists that impacted pop culture and you know the world and all that stuff. But even but band, the but even bands, love, come on now. Yeah, but bands getting in. Do you think T Rex should get in over Judas Priest? Absolutely not. In but you world? know, here's the deal, though, and 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 I'm, we're not going to go into this. We're not going to go into this long, extended oh. uh, uh, debate on this. But you have a lot of people that credit T Rex as a lot of their inspiration or people for Jurassic that, Park. No, 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 no. For really, no, no, no. for really short arms. <laughs> you know, just hey, just mute, just mute your mic. Yeah, I'll just mute myself. Just please mute oh, yourself. My bad. If, if you were on Facebook, I would delete you as a friend right now. <laughs> your own son. <laughs> Delete. He's the producer here. He can, he can yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, out. yeah. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't I'm made him. You too, I haven't made, I haven't made him mad today. <laughs> so I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> no, but what were you saying? They're, they're. Um, I've had like too many ass chewings. I don't want one this week. They're, um, they're responsible for what? The impact of. What? Yeah, they, they, you, you, you listen to these interviews or you read these interviews, uh, and you would have had a lot of people that would credit T Rex for X or Y reason. So, so it's more of. They're more of an artist band than a, you know, fan band. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I think I, I think, for what little I know, of T Rex, I think what they did is they bridged that. That musician showmanship, kind of edge, in the seventies. New York Dolls, T Rex, that kind of stuff like that. Okay. Pre punk era. 
pre-Arena Rock era stuff like that. I, you know, that's just my guess on this because I, I don't know all that much about T-Rex. But myself. it doesn't mean that their stature no, is no, higher no, no, than no, no, that no, of no, Jesus Absolutely not. If you have a more worthy candidate, why doesn't the more worthy candidate go in? T-Rex isn't even, and you know, again, fame-wise, you know, again, it's Hall of Fame, right? So what's the criteria for that? If you go out on the street right now, and, and I'm talking about, you know, to clubs, musical clubs, let's say like we were enjoying Barleycorns the other day, you know, last whatever it was. Yes. You would go in there, you would say, do you know who Depeche Mode? Number one, they might kick your butt for being in there and talking about that. I wouldn't ask that question. You know, you okay. wanna, but, you, but you, you would ask them and say, okay, do you know Judas Priest? You go into a show, you set out a booth. And you'd have people mark it off. You're going to have people who, who actually know more about Judas Priest than... Last time I saw Judas Priest was... Uh, they had done the, the British, Steel, uh, British Steel album in its entirety. And uh, like I want to like say... anniversary of it? it was, whatever it was. Yeah, it was back when I was living in St. Louis. And I went to the St. Charles Family Arena. And it was awesome. You know, and they, sure. were, they were in top shape and all that. It was... I mean, they were really good. Uh would I, would do you think that you know Depeche Mode would go out there and and and, and come on? No, no. So it just it so just you're goes speaking to, on like revel, revelancy. Yeah, yeah, no. Even Nine Inch Nails, same thing. Yes, you know, I think you know, I think they ushered in a different kind of rock with with a more uh, computerized, more mechanical sound to it. That converted into like ministry and other things like that with this machine sound yeah, rock. Yeah. But I mean, I guess anyway. since you're an innovator, I guess you get to go into the Hall of Fame. Anyway, anyway, let's just let's just move on because every Kraftwerk time we, every time it. we get into this Hall of Fame stuff, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it just turns into this gigantic. Debate. Let's send people back to episode two. No, take it Do in. Do not go to that. Enjoy it, That's especially sucked. the first about listen, ten minutes. Listen to our uh, yes. Listen, enjoy the Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make it in this year? <laughs> Did they get snubbed? Yeah. They've been there for a year already. Oh, oh. that's right. Yeah, anyway, oh. born on this day. <laughs> born on this day in 1941 was David Ruffin. You know who David Ruffin is? I don't know the name. Come on now. Daddy Creator of the Ruffles. Oh. <laughs> how are you going to disrespect one of the Temptations, dude? One of the original Temptations? Yeah, one of the original ones. Wow. Are they still on tour? A version, a of. version, a version of them. Yeah, yeah they were probably. just in the like in the the. I think they were down here at the casino down here in Mulvane. Do you oh, think really? It, do you think it's I probably think so. the sons of the originals it that are probably be. the same DNA? Or maybe? the guy who was sitting next to him at church sometime in like 1975 or something wanted to crack out the group. Mm. They said they called him up. He <laughs> says, "Come on in. You 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 saw our steps. <laughs> you know those guys are. I mean those guys are the you know the original." Uh, well, not the original. We're part of that Motown sound. Motown hated that. That that you know ushered in that kind of that sleek, cool, you know, group. Uh, Almost know. like pre R and B. It was it was that way. R and B, not pre, but you know these guys were the. the but I'm these, saying group wise, these I mean, guys like the Temptations, the OJ's, and all these other guys. These guys were the preamble to the new additions and right, to right, the right, right. to the. The back seat boys. No, that's that's pop. And but, yeah. but no, it was the same concept though. And the, and the other guys, the NSYNC kids, and all that. So, mm. you know, those were the preamble so, to that. So boy bands and and dancing routines see, and, and the, the whole. And here we go again. Singing Don't, singing how, groups. How is that a boy band? Boy band. What makes it a band? Well, There's music involved. Mu- instruments, I would hope. 
and which one of them play instruments while they're doing their uh... toe tapping, snapping, finger snapping? Yeah. Uh, well, I, st- I stand corrected, son. <laughs> <laughs> I then, mean, then Dad, I've been then I've been a musician all my life. Yeah, me too. Look, <laughs> <laughs> by my album. <laughs> anyway, David Griffin he died in 1991 of a drug overdose, of oh, course. Wow. Oh. So, you know, pretty sad. I don't know if you got to see that on their, their movie on VH1. No, I think it was a miniseries, I think. It was pretty interesting. No, I didn't I know. I thought it was pretty good. So, anyway. Hashtag what the frijoles. Uh-oh. Here we go. What is it? I got it finally. You got that? Hashtag what the frijoles. Instead of going what the frijoles. Right. So, check this out. This is pretty weird. Miles Dazier of Twin Falls, Idaho. Invented skyjacking. You know what skyjacking is? No. What is it? It's skydiving from an aircraft while attached to a kayak. <laughs> That's so crazy. Landing on a body of water. You would hope. Oh it, you my would, god! You would hope you're landing on the side of a mountain. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> sounds a, crazy. It's got to be a lake, right? Uh-huh. You, you wouldn't look for like that An mountain, ocean, that mountain uh, stream you, or something where you Whoa, try to. Oh my just, god! That would that'd <laughs> I be kind of sick. I like to Pinpoint. see that. I would like to see an MXC Most Extreme Elimination <laughs> Challenge. Oh man, I missed that show so much. It was so. That would good. be the perfect. That would be the perfect thing. You know, they <laughs> that land, was the original they, Ninja they, uh, Ninja Warrior. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would land on, on top of gee, mm, gee. <laughs> Man, I missed that show. I gotta go on YouTube and watch it. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I can't laugh, but I start coughing. The, I start... the fact that that was on cable television. It was a Japanese it show. It would not survive today. I'll with tell you that the, much right I, I, now. American, it would not survive today. Jay was a kid. I watched Man, it with him. I loved it. It was so funny. <laughs> it was a, my favorite was always um like the the dads who the dad quote unquote that would um like fail and then they would interview the kid and the kid would say, Oh, you suck, you're not my dad anymore. Mom married a new guy and he got me an Xbox. <laughs> it was all it was the so all great. the worst all the worst double entendre was on oh, that show. It was so great, That's man. Fabulous. So great. The Nards of Doom. <laughs> man, I'll never forget what it. Was the, what was the cat? Was it the captain? The guy? What was the guy? Was called the, the yeah yeah the, the, main, the host the host the kind host of. of it or something. I mean that dude was like, oh yeah. man, let's get it on. Yeah, <laughs> let's get it on. Anyway, this this kayaking would have been the perfect sport for yeah. you know Miles like Steve. Yeah. How high? How high are you supposed to jump? Well, from? here's the deal: you basically plummet, is what it says. Yeah, into it the says, water, right? Thirteen thousand feet. Wow. Wait a minute. Is there is there a shoot at all attached to you? <laughs> yeah, of course. You're yeah, scared. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, just balance the thing. It doesn't have wings. It's a kayak. A, a little wind resistance, you know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, with the oars. With the oars. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. I thought you, you were a badass. What you, 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 you plummet thirteen thousand feet. All right. <laughs> and this is this is this is verbatim because I had copied off. And you hope to land on a body of water. What hope. you hope? <laughs> oh, and while you're traveling, still at fifty miles an hour. Mm. <laughs> There's no way. That's incredible. I would not do that. I would skydive. I wouldn't sky kayak. The guys from Twinstar, Idaho. So you know, what I mean, they got a they, they this this is an innovator. They're you know bored. what can I tell you? Look what boredom gets you. <laughs> it gets you what the frijoles yeah. <laughs> yeah it gets you on the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast on the hashtag what the frijoles segment <laughs> man that's crazy sky Oof, no way not me ABC always be cool <laughs> yeah 
Thank you, little J. <laughs> you're right. Always be cool while you're skyjacking. <laughs> There's no. Can way. you imagine the face of Thirteen thousand feet. feet, man. That's just crazy, man. No way. And you can't jump out. Somebody's got to oh, shove you out the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I thought maybe you, like, what if you, like, threw your kayak out first, and then you could, you were right after you, you gotta, had to, like, you gotta, land into you it. You got to do the Tom Cruise fly <laughs> to catch your kayak. Oh, that's nuts. Oh, man. Where did they come up with this stuff? You know what I'm saying? That, Idaho, apparently. That, no, well, hold up now. This is off of Ripley's Believe It or Not dot com, so I don't know. Everybody's got to come sure, up that, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's that a real was, thing. That was iffy so yeah I'm sure that's you know real thing. i mean people spelunk in active volcanoes so yeah, i'm sure yeah, that's and they crazy, do like the base man. jumping where <clears throat> they jump like into those huge sinkholes where you just jump into blackness right yeah <laughs> that's crazy insane. too yeah insane anyway mm. jump talking about jumping into blackness there man this past week 7th of january the rock world suffered a great loss oh. you know with the passing of rush's neil Pert, man. Or Peart. Peart. It depends who you ask, you know? If you ask is him, it Peart? I think it's Peart. It's Peart if you ask him. Yeah, yeah. Really? I give you that much. Today. I'm going to start calling him Peart. Peart. So anyway, and, and who sadly passed away from a, a glioblastoma, which I, I hope I got that right, which is a cancer that begins in the brain. Uh, uh, that was pretty... You know, I mean, it's... 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 It's, uh, it's hard to describe something like that. You know, especially fans. Uh, it was was a show number four that was National Drummer Day. Remember, I did that uh, that thing with uh, uh, the coffee can with the co- no, the, the, that, no, that's that's uh, that's the one of the drum gods doing their. Goals. Oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> coffee can, not the coffee can. That's the <laughs> the metal cylinder. It's the it's oh, the yeah, musical cylinder. Anyway, we're talking about. There's talking serious. Mute yourself again. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> We're talking right. serious. Though. Anyway, yeah. you know the passing of her. You know, right. we've seen him play live. We know what it is. And you know, I asked, I asked, uh, you know, uh, a couple of our friends to go out there and uh, sure. just get, you know give us some of their feedback on. Uh, and so here's uh, our first take today. Hi, this is Chris Larson. Hi, this is Chris Larson from Lake Stevens, Washington, in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. This week, I'm remembering legendary drummer Neil Peart of Rush. Rush and Neil were huge parts of my teenage years and my adult years. Songs such as Free Will, Fly By Night, Subdivisions. had and continue to have a lasting impact on me. It meant even more to me when I found that Neil Pert had died of a glioblastoma, the same type of brain cancer that took my favorite aunt's life five years ago. I think about her every day, and now knowing that Neil is gone as well makes it just so much more important for us to fight this horrible disease and go for a cure. Neil, I'll miss you. I'll miss the drumming. I'll miss your fantastic lyrics. And above all, I'll miss you and the other guys in Rush playing together. Thanks. That's pretty awesome. That's my buddy Chris Larson out of yeah. Washington yeah, State. Thanks, yeah. Chris. It's well said. You know, I mean, he, right. he captured it. You know what I'm saying? It's just he's thinking about 
his his youth, you know, and his nostalgia. We were talking about that last week when we were talking about the Star Wars and how about the characters you relate to them because you were smaller, you know. Sure. And, you know, Rush to me was, you know, it always reminds me of when I was a kid and I listened a lot to the radio, you know, and I used to listen to, uh, <clears throat> I'm still, excuse me, I'm still a little bit, uh, I'm still recovering just a tad from that horrible cold I had last week. So you're going to have to Did see. they form in At 1974? Least they, they, they formed in 1974. So I was, I, we'd already moved down to Puerto Rico and, and I would always listen to, you know, the station it was Radio Heavy, okay. you know, yes, so, and I always remember the DJ, you know, it says, Radio Heavy, este, Mayagüez, Puerto Rico, y ahora vemos con la música de Rush. Wow, that sounds exciting. You know, and it was like, I don't know yeah, what you yeah. said, but it, I heard Rush, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that's how, you know, that was, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And he was one of those DJs that wasn't like, you know, like the normal, you know, in Puerto Rico, they had this, 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 they have this horrible, horrible bad habit of everybody yelling into them, like, ah! And you know, this like, guy sounded smooth. You no, know, this guy was cool, man. It was heavy, Charlie. This is heavy, Charlie. La música de Rush. Y ahora le toco la música de Tom Sawyer. You know, so he introduced Tom Sawyer. You know, which it. is which is the song that you know everybody knows really, and, and right. well, it's the most popular, song. most most iconic, but song. the most iconic song out of uh, yeah, you're right, Adam. You're the most iconic. Right. So you know, and then it was just I remember listening to the radio, listening to it at night. And, you know, and just Rush, it was one of those groups. It was Rush, uh, uh, Triumph. You know, there was some Journey in there, Peter Frampton. So there was obviously some Kiss. And, uh, you know, so it was, it, it was just, it just, remind, so when, you know, Neil, Neil, Neil Peart died, it was, it was, it was like, wow, you know, it, it kind of like hits you for a moment. You know, you get, you, it, 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 you kind of identify with it. It makes you a little sad, you know, especially you know, since we've been out to these shows and we've seen them. Yes. So exactly. it's, it's the, I think, you know, it's just like, you know, just like Chris was saying, you know, just one of those so things we've that. Kind of, we've kind of suffered our own loss. Yeah. You know? Because we had, if somebody's still alive, there's still the prospect that maybe one day they'll get together, they'll do a show, we can see them again. Yeah. I feel like, you know, every other episode I bring up Rush. Of this podcast. You're definitely a, a Rush aficionado. Well, I'm not aficionado, but, you know. I really uh, if I call you aficionado, you're one, All man. right, I'll, I'll accept it this time. <laughs> but, but, you know, but and that's, he was, that's lost for us. And he know, was that, in, and he was, option anymore. Yeah, and he was in every record except, I believe, from... It was the, the first fir- one, the self-titled the, Rush. Right. So, he, you know, he wasn't part of Working Man. He wasn't part of uh, Finding, Finding My Way. My way. And sure. uh, what's the, the other one? I want to say uh, uh, the other popular one out of there. Uh, I'm in the mood. Okay. I know, you might want to check me on that one, Jay. I just want to. I want to make sure that tonight we're correct. You know, it says in the mood. I believe is out of that record. I'm 100 percent sure. But every night he played Working Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Without that, a doubt. that was like yeah, the show. Yeah, was, yeah, that was his deal. You Often. know, so you know, and, you know, and then he has you know Fly By Night, which is the first one that he played on that, that he actually wrote and uh, did some you know and obviously Fly By Night, an awesome record. Uh, and it just cut on building from there. You know, you had, you know, Fairway to Kings, Clockwork, which is the last one. Right. Uh, t- uh, 2112. Oh, masterpiece. Jesus, you know. It's, it's just a masterpiece. Just, all, and this is one of those things that's just the album. You know, and, and, and when Neil would write, you know, which was, I always, I didn't know this until I was an adult. I didn't know Neil was the, you know, the writer of these these lyrics. Right, yeah. You know, and then. It, it comes as like a shock. When you think of drummers, you think of somebody who's just, the, the spine of the band, they're keeping the beat in the back, not not the one who's coming up with all the lyrics and all of the the 
the emotion really that that comes from whatever they're trying to say, whatever they're trying to convey. It's, it was he just was so, so well read and thoughtful, and he thought up all these different. With ideas. him passing, um, kind of to bring it back, I think a couple episodes whenever we were talking about uh, streaming and stuff, uh, their their music st- sales. Uh, skyrocketed uh, to 2,000%. Yeah, I saw that, dude. Yeah. I saw that on Ultimate Class of Rock. We brought that up like, a couple, <clears throat> couple episodes, episodes ago, ago so. about how as soon as someone <coughs> Just kind of goes to show we you again. about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just kind of goes to show you that, you know, he, you know, Rush and him specifically affected a lot of people for them to kind of revisit those old yeah. songs and, and, and just show that, you know, that's kind of fans' way of, of um, you know, honoring him in a sense is, you know, Oh man, let me go back and listen to it some of my that, favorite songs, and you know, put some money in their pocket. It too. sparks that memory and that nostalgia, yep. and mm-hmm. you gotta go back and touch it and revisit yeah. it for a little bit. Yeah, and the thing with you know, and the thing again, going back to at least with my my, and I'll let you share your part with there in a minute. It, Rush wasn't the band where like, what are you, you're listening to Rush? What's that? Why aren't you listening to Boston? Rush was never a really a cool band. Yeah, it wasn't it was a cool band. Cool. You know, it was like these three guys, you know, and then their album covers were were nuts. And they weren't they weren't really beautiful. And you know, they <laughs> yeah, they were just regular Joe Blows like everybody else, you know. And then they had they, they didn't have a lot of fancy stuff. They had, you know, the mullets and all that. Yeah, I mean it was one were, of those. But they ended up being masters of their craft. I mean, each know, one of them to their own instrument, they were so highly if you were to rank people, they'd be so highly ranked and like Getty is the bass player, and of course Neil is yeah. is always top five drummer. No always, doubt. no man. doubt. You know, you mentioning guys like John Bonham. Boom, you had to put throw. You know, you had to throw Neil in there. You right. know, exactly. So, yeah, go but, ahead, man. But, but, so uh, go ahead, give me some of your your, your thoughts on it, there, Adam. You had to drop the news to me because you tagged me in a post that you put on Facebook immediately when, as soon as you discovered that uh, the news of his passing had come out. That yeah. was that was the first time I'd heard about it, and I was I was surprised at my reaction because I really felt gutted. I felt you, like, really? oh man, it hit me like like punch you in the stomach. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, you're, but, you're, you were listen, does it felt like you're losing a piece of your past? That uh, kind yeah, of gut, yeah. But yes, okay. But uh, listen, <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, Chris Cornell right? died. Yeah, and I I took that kind of hard too. I was like, oh. I mean, but and he he snuffed himself out, right? He he took his own life, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So that, but I was not going to get music from this guy anymore, who was such a talent, right? Mm-hmm. And now there's Neil, and for if you look at all of the rock stars that we enjoy, usually there's some sort of excess. Usually there's some sort of oh, they had their bits with drugs, and they had their wild extravagant not, not lifestyle. the steel panther time it wasn't it wasn't yeah, that kind no no because we were actually but, now that you say that we were actually mentioning this and i wasn't in the christmas episode that what we'd have liked to see and you actually brought up you'd yeah, like to I see, yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. see more more rush that's another that's, show I that's totally gone man immediately gone like immediately in two episodes gone, yeah. gone. but um when i if i were to look at all the rock stars up there if I were to relate myself, like my my attitude, like you're Tommy, you're a gregarious, outgoing person with a substantial ego, 
right? Yeah, yeah. You, you'd call my my, that, my right? ego's pretty gigantic. Yeah. So so you're. It's you're, because I have low self esteem. I just want you're yeah, large yeah. and in charge, and you're a big personality. <laughs> I, I I tend to stay in the shadows. I let people pass by. I'm pretty shy. I'm I'm introverted, and I could relate so well to Neil Peart and especially like his lyrics and things like Limelight. I could dig that, dude. Oh. I could dig that. I, I, so I, you know I feel like yeah. I have some sort of connection, obviously not talent at all, but just in his his way of going about the world, you know, his, yeah, I'm going to go up on stage, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be great, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to try to be the best at my, perfection, my, my profession, and then I'm going to retire to my abode, and I'm going to crack a book and just chill out. Well, I'm going to disagree on you with you that you don't have talent. Thank you, Tommy. This is live. Adam reporting on location with Rick Shirley. Rick Shirley. So the rock world has been rocked, literally, by the loss of drumming icon Neil Peart. Have any thoughts or feelings on that situation? Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot to say, really, but I'll keep it short. Um, when he when his death was first announced, it really came as a surprise. But knowing what a private person he has always been, and that his death was announced what five days after he actually passed, right. that that sounds just like Neil. But he was a fantastic drummer. It was actually three, and just a great person. So. I, a lot of respect to him, a huge innovator, one arguably one of the best drummers in the world. So it's it is a it is a very sad day. I could almost say inarguably. He almost has to be there's no argument against him as being one of the best of <laughs> For ever. sure, for sure. Fancy yourself as a bit of a musician yourself, don't you? Kinda sorta. Been a musician pretty much my whole life. Yeah. What is the name of the band that you're in? Uh the the rock band that I'm in is called Epic. We're uh, we do seventies and eighties arena rock. All right. Where would we might see you guys at? Uh, our next job is this Saturday. We'll be at Chuck's Bar in Salina. So come on out. All right. Salina, we'll check that out. Thank you, Rick, for your time. I appreciate it. We'll see you out on the road. Woo-hoo. You got some talent, man. That's that's Adam producing on the street. Wow. The first on the street segment of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name <laughs> podcast. Like touching the people. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I want to shout out to Rick Shirley, man. <clears throat> Yeah, Rick, thanks uh, for your contribution. Epic, yeah, of Epic. Uh, they're playing tomorrow night at uh, Salina. Uh, and and uh, it's pretty awesome. Thanks. Thanks for giving that interview to Adam. And, uh, you know, you did really good, man. You're like, wow, that's that's produced by Adam. That's Rick what I'm did a great about, job. Yeah. I sound like I should have been shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, man, you know, see, but there you go. It's right there. There's That's what you're talking about, this low key. If it's me, I would have made this like, gigantic spectacle of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I started yelling and you know, carrying on and acting like an idiot. Did you think Neil Peart had a great ego about... Absolutely oh, not. Oh, when no. we think about the, the best drummers in the world... And no, think I'm, no, 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 no. I'm better than John Bonham. No, no, no. no. And, I, and, I would say, and I would say, yeah, he's better. I, me, personally, for my, for my taste, I think he's better than John Bonham. Oh, well, 
and and I've only what you hear, and I've only seen it. You know, I've only seen and heard uh, uh, John Bonham on records. You know, and seen him on TV. And and uh, what is it? the song remains the same as the movie that that yeah. So yeah, I mean, to me, that's just my opinion, though. You know, I mean, and I'm sure there's a bunch of people that's going to disagree with that. So, but still, but yeah, you know, I was before I got that notification from you, I was. I was listening to all of Joey's recommendations from last week. Oh, I was listening to man, Heat, geez. and I was listening to Richie Copson, and I was oh <laughs> listening to Animal Drive. He sent me some YouTube. And there, was some, like, there was some good stuff in there, and I was listening to all this, but I had to put it all on the shelf because, ah, oh, I need to revisit this rush. You had to go uh, ahead and Spotify the rush, oh didn't you? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, it, it's, I was really it's, gutted. I'm I really not going to lie to you. Bad. I'm not going to lie to you. That's all I've had on my, on my, on my player this week. That's it. It just doesn't seem right to be playing anything else. You know, it's just <clears throat> one of those things. I mean, you know, and it touches you. So, yeah, it's it, it touches you in more ways than you'll ever. And you know, and there's a lot of people that that are inspired by Russian. Learn, you know, not only from Neil Peart, but you know, in, in this case, is who we're talking about. But you know, also about uh, Gee Lee and Eric Lifeson. So, I mean, uh, Alec uh, Lifeson. So, yeah. But uh, and 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 this is Aaron Epp. And YYZ was the first song that I ever learned um, that was sort of a complicated song on the drum kit. took at least six weeks to do because of the unbelievable coordination uh, that Neil Peart had. And to think that he was the primary lyricist as well in, in Rush is, is pretty unbelievable considering the uh, content that they covered and all the stories that he told. Um, but is a, um, a pretty unreplaceable guy and rest in peace Neil Peart. That was a great Adam uh, Aaron Epp of uh, Wichita, also a uh, player, a guitar player for uh, uh, Antibacterial Cereal and uh, Kukui, right here, local bands. <coughs> good nice. friend of mine, good friend of mine. Also, you know, he plays the drums, the bass. He's you know, an overall musician, so wow. he's a great guy. So, but anyway, he brought he, up a know, song it, in in YYZ that I love, and I think if we were to rank our top five Rush songs. That would be at the top of my list. Oh, I love it. We're gonna rank. I are we, are we gonna it. end up ranking here? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm already, co- already given my number one, so I, we don't have to do I, it. I but. can't. I didn't come prepared for for ranking of the songs, but yeah, you know. But you know, Aaron makes a great point there. You know, he says he's the principal lyricist. Yes. You know, and and, and like I've been reading uh, a little bit on uh, Near Peart, obviously, and. Uh, you know, he was a, you know, he also read, he was very, very well read guy. So, you know, and something that, that I thought was very cool is he was into Tolkien as I am. So, you know, as in the Lords of the Ring, obviously the Similarian and, you know, the Hobbit and all this other stuff. Those are great stories. And if you notice on his lyrics, 
those are the kind of things that Neil projects as he writes these lyrics. You know, a lot of these, no, no, a lot of these songs are laid down by all three of them, or maybe by two of them. But you know, you know, Neil's providing a lot of these. So not only is he a great drummer, you know, and he's in the back, but he's also providing the words for a great voice like Giddy Lee to be singing. I know. So you know, and 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 you put out, you put out that you know YYZ is is is. You know your your top your top rush song. You know, yeah. and lyrically for me, lyrically well, well, there's, there's yeah. no lyrics to it. So you know, ly- <laughs> no, no. But I'm talking right. about for me lyrically, for as as right. uh, not not musically, but it's it's closer to the heart. Is is lyrically okay. out of yeah. the 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 uh, the rush song. You know, and it's always that first verse. You know, and it, and it just what what struck me about closer to the heart, and it always does. And you know, obviously, as you as you, when you're a kid, you're just listening to it. You're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, oh yeah, rush. Oh, you know, right. you're flashing the horns. You're using your mind and all that. But when you're as you're an adult and you start listening versus hearing, you know, that's where it strikes you. It strikes you really hard. So you know, uh, at the opening is this, and the men who hold high places. Excuse me. <clears throat> and the men who hold high places must be the ones to start. To mold a new reality closer to the heart. You know, this is talking about the kings. Mm-hmm. I think this was off a of farewell from the king, Jeremy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Jay, check. Can you check where the uh, the uh, uh, closer to the heart? Which album that is? I'm almost sure it's off. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But also that later on that that song talks about uh, poets and artists and. The blacksmith, yeah, you know, farewell, mm-hmm. uh, farewell to kings, yeah, nineteen seventy-seven. There, there you go, right there. <clears throat> so you know you're, you, you, you say, okay, yeah. So it takes all these people to make a better world. You yeah. know, and your and your mind starts rolling. It's just like a Tolkien book right. when you're reading. You know, when you're reading X. You know, let's say a, a, an excerpt from the Lord, Lord Lords of the Ring, and it takes you, transports you into Middle Earth. So. Neil Peart's lyrics would do that. They would transport you. They would take you, you know. And given that closer to the heart sounds like almost like Christmas music when those when those bell those chimes are going, going up, yeah. you know. So you know, same things with with the uh, the trees. The trees. You know, it's it's like where the maples unionize against the oaks because the oaks are stealing all of their light. It's crazy, isn't it? And then it's like, wait a minute, this is this is 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 this a a a, a, a what is it a, a soundtrack for a Robin Hood movie? <laughs> going on here you know because the music it's just it you're like wow you know and and they saw you know they say this is progressive rock you know this is just rock and roll it's it's the bass is there it's bluesy it's it's hard it's always been there right you know the synthesizers is probably one of the greatest uses that they use and one of one of the greatest uh innovations that they used on, on on later records but you know then they went back to the basics so then we've established that neil peart is Invaluable as a drummer, obviously. No, no, it, irreplaceable it, it, as a drummer. I, I don't think. And then you know, the, the lyrics that he's added to these songs that create it, such a layer that has obviously touched you and made you think about things. Yeah. And given you visions into the world. Yeah, yeah. So as, let's, let's let's play this last excerpt here that I have, last hail that I have, because we don't have a lot of time left. Okay. Hey, this is Tim Donovan out of St. Louis, Mo. I was so sad to hear about the passing of Neil Peart. Just an incredible drummer, personally my favorite, and his drumming 
experience will definitely be missed I can't think of another band where the drummer was the main attraction and that the drums were such a signature part of the band's sound you will definitely be missed Neil rest in peace and thanks to mi hermano Tommy Martinez for letting me express my thoughts on this on the uber cool exciting and very informative Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Thank you, Tim Donovan. Hey, listen, I'm going to before you guys start busting. Nice tip in. There. No, no, this this was unsolicited. I did not ask him to put in the Tommy and Adam. Okay, I just want to let you know that right now. But thank you. Those yeah, are his dude. heartfelt feelings. Those, that's he heartfelt, gave you? dude. Wow. Heartfelt. Tim, yeah. go ahead and email forward us the script Dad sent you to TommyandAdamPod at gmail.com. He didn't get a script. He didn't get a script. He was in Mexico. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way, <clears throat> to him and the lovely Kim. They're having a good time out there in uh, Cabo, I believe it is. Oh, wow. so yeah, this is this came from Mexico. He's from St. Louis, but they were in Mexico. So he took a break from vacation to send his just, well wishes oh. just for the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast. Rest in peace, and Neil, Neil Peart. Yes. So yeah, I, I thought this was kind of interesting on Rush's website. Of course, they have a, a little bit about Neil Peart. He said at 18, he moved to London, England, a time yeah. about which he said, quote, I was seeking fame and fortune. And found anonymity anonymity, and poverty, but I learned a lot about life. His uh, early influences were Gene Krupa, 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 Keith Moon, Mitch Mitchell, Ginger Baker, Michael Gillis, Ginger Baker, uh, John Bonham, and Michael Shrivey, Shrive. Probably Shrive. And then his other influences were. In Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico, those guys are called Los Duros. And then his other influences, of course, were Phil Collins, Bill Bruford, and Billy Cobham. I'm not sure who those guys are. Thank you, little Jay. Absolutely. (laughs) That was a list of uh, big drumming heavy hitters. I'm telling you, dude. I mean, that's the goes to show the humility of that guy. You know, he's just not going to say, oh, I just picked it up. And, and by the way. That was part of his drum solo towards the end where he'd, he'd do like a whole little jazz thing at the end. Yeah. Like a, like a Gene Krupa type thing. But, but, but by the way, after this, I believe, after this, uh, what Jay just read right there, mm-hmm. uh, I think he ended up working in some kind of like a souvenir store. And then he had to lick his wounds and swallow his pride and head back. And then that's where he was working at his dad's uh uh, John John Deere uh, yeah, farm equipment dealership. There you go. Was it John Deere or just farm I'm equipment? Not sure. Didn't say that. I'm not sure. But then at that point, here comes the manager of Rush. Bam says, "Listen, we're looking for a new drummer. Our drummer cracked out. You know, you got you know three hours to learn this song. Yeah. You know, obviously it was, it was really, in July 1974. He auditioned for an unknown Toronto band and joined Rush on the eve of their first American release and tour." Wow! Yeah, no. that I didn't know. That I didn't know. I didn't. That <clears throat> so I, he was so he was on the first tour. Yeah, uh-huh. but the mm-hmm. album was recorded with a different drummer. the official tour. I believe Rush had already come down to Chicago, <clears throat> Milwaukee, and stuff like that. So okay. where they were still playing like Working Man, and they were doing a lot of sure. this. I think that's where they were hailed as like the Canadian uh, Led Zeppelin. I believe it was. Wow! So I, I think I learned that one on. I want to say uh, Behind the Music. If they had it, I don't know. Did you know he published six books? I didn't know he. I knew he was. I know he was a uh, an author, but I didn't know it was six books. Yeah, six wow. books. So yeah, 
you know. And he suffered a lot of tragedy. He in his did. Life he too. did. He did a lot of tragedy, and that's and that's that's. He had a daughter yeah. that died in a car accident, and <coughs> shortly after that, his wife had died of some form of cancer. I'm not sure how what kind of cancer it it's was. It's all but sad. It's all sad. Wow. He had that period of time away from the band, where he just <coughs> got on his motorbike and went from Alaska all, all around from North Alaska America. down to all the way down to the tip of uh, South America, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So, and if that fact isn't correct, please email us to the Tommy N as an N Adam Pod at gmail.com. That would be T O M M Y N A D A M P O D at gmail.com. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Though. I didn't know he was an author. And a, oh, this guy was, this know. guy was a Renaissance man. This guy was just not, you know, just not just a, a world renowned. It feels drama. like that feels refreshing for a rock drummer. For just a rock musician, he wasn't in it for fame yeah. at all. He, he was, was he just simply there to, because yeah. he loved drumming. He, he strove to be he the best music. at his craft. Yeah, he just loved music. He but wasn't he, in for the shenanigans right. and the you know sex, rock and roll. And, the same and, thing I would go, go in if I would have if I was a musician. That's why I would be in a band, just to be hum- humble. Okay, <laughs> Guitaro, this is where you come in. Don't be calling, don't be calling Guitaro on me. Okay. <laughs> well, that was our segment on. Do you got anything else on Neil? Uh, Joe? Oh, that we. I know you got a ton of stuff I'm over just, there. I'm just gutted. It, it, yeah, it's, you it's know, a bad deal. I, when I was writing the outline for the show, it's just I, I had so many ideas coming. I just stopped jotting them down. It was just too much. There's just countless stuff, like on social you know, media, all yeah. these other rock stars uh, yeah, yeah, sending yeah. stuff out. Yeah, and Dave yeah, Grohl yeah, yeah. and Taylor Hawkins are saying stuff, and you every, know. everybody's talking about what an influence he was, and it's just a great loss. Now, even now, to be honest with you, I wish even more, even more that we would see the Fools this year, because they did an excellent tribute to Tom Petty uh, the last time we yeah. saw him. Can you imagine the one yeah. they're going to do for for Neil Peart? I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure Dave Grohl will get behind the set and do something. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's Jay. J, thank you. Yeah. you yes. Thank God you were unmuted. <laughs> yeah. yeah d- thank you. That's, that's a good. That's call. a great contribution that to the is, show, that right is there, a good Dag call. Rabbit. That's what I'm talking. You know, and then just the versatility of this guy. You know that he played him and Geedy uh, Lee played. Uh, I want to say it's at their induction ceremony for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That, that's that right. raspberry is for those dudes. Okay, but. And they did the intro for I want to say uh, Chuck Chuck D and uh, Run and and DMC from Run DMC. Who did uh, Neil Peart and uh, Giddy Lee? They did like the first minute of bass and drums just to whatever oh, they were rapping. Oh, it was awesome! Really? Dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive it was for the for the uh, for the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm almost sure, 100. percent Wow, and it's just the way they laid it down, you know, the way they laid it down, so these guys could rap over their 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 groove. It was just awesome, you know. It just isolated. There was a bunch of other people there, but it was just that moment that you could just hear them on this. You don't need a track when you have Getty Lee. No, and, that and Neil no, Peart absolutely not, absolutely there. not. You know, that's what goes to show you that when when human beings are actually behind the instruments, that's the beauty of that. It's not a machine. It's not, you know, it's not some recording. It's not something made up inside of a computer. It's a human being. Oh, by the way, you know that he tried and he went back and relearned rudimentaries of drumming after like 25 years. After he was heralded and acclaimed as one of the best rock drummers. Yeah, he, he actually was back. He was actually um, inducted into the Modern Drummers Reader Poll Hall of Fame in 1983, making him the youngest person ever 
to get the honor. So even after he was heralded as a right. literally a great, yes, a, a legend, he went he back to, to the roots and he had to go back and deconstruct <clears throat> like the whole thing and start ground up and fill in whatever holes there could have been in his game. I'm just that's yeah, that's that's a, that's truly a legend. What other sex, drugs, rock and roll drummer would be doing that? I don't know, man. None. Anyway, before that we close the, before we close this segment, I just wanted to say uh, our spots during the show were recorded by my friend Aaron Epps, by Rick Shirley, by my buddy Tim Donovan, and of course by the great uh, Chris Larson. But you know that Chris Larson though is no. an actual professional broadcaster, dude. Is that why he sounds better than us? <laughs> That's why he sounds better than us. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, I, I got I got his spot. I got his spot. I said, oh, my God. Maybe we should cut that, that, that part this. out. Cut <laughs> that part out. I don't know. I don't, like, oh, don't want to play this. <laughs> no, no. Hey, guys, uh, thank you so much for taking time and actually uh, 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 recording this for us, uh, you know. And, and we really, really appreciate that. So this is just some some things that we're trying out with the uh, in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast tonight. So, yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, just it just goes to show you. Uh, oh, 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 hold up a minute now. Something's happening in here, Jay. Tommy, this is Maximus Thunderous. <laughs> Are you related to Guitaro? What? Guitaro went to take a shower. <laughs> I just want to say that you guys did a great job hailing oh. the victorious dead. Oh, wow. Thanks, Mr. Maximus. And just for that. Yeah. Tommy. Yes, Maximus Thunderous. Give me your cylinder. Oh, no. I'm going to treat you. Yes, sir. The drumming of Maximus Thunderous live. Oh, what an honor. What an honor that was. I didn't, I didn't know there was one called Maximus, Maximus Thunderous. Maximus Thunderous. I didn't know. <laughs> I was going to call him Gluteus Maximus. That was a few shows back, too. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> we got Guitaro and uh, Maximus Thunderous in one show. We're doing pretty good. The rock gods are smiling on us. So. I, can't, I can't wait till the bass player and the vocalist uh, I don't know. In. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As long as not the what is the fiddle guy? What is it? The guy from uh from uh Troll or as long as that god doesn't come in, we're we're gonna be fine. Oh uh, yeah, I, no, thank you again, uh, guys, for uh for helping us out here. Rock news this week there, uh Adam, you got anything that, that happened this this Well Jeremy, we got time. Yeah. Well, you know the uh the death of Neil Peart was the big deal. That was obviously. a big one, yeah. That was a huge one, yeah. But uh, kind of recently, Metallica put out some information that okay. their Spotify numbers were off the friggin' charts. Did you see that? Metallica? I didn't see that. I was I just been so... I did see that. Yes. They, they put out... I guess Spotify has a thing called Spotify... What is it? Spotify wrapped or something and they, they send it to the artists mm -hmm. and then it gives you like the Their number analytics of, the number of streams and the number mm -hmm. of hours played and mm -hmm. all that good yeah, stuff. yeah 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 that's that's pretty easy to do now yeah so the metallica had one billion streams for the calendar year 2019 
Wow. That sounds that, like a lot, right? That is crazy. That is a lot. That is a total of rock 80, and roll. That's a right. A lot of rock and roll. There you go, little Jay. Thanks. Tommy, 89.9 million hours of streaming. Oh, my gosh. You know what that equates to? That, that equates to a lot of cardio. That equates to 10,262 years of constant stream at oh one time. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's 102 decades. Damn. Are you, are you doing the math on this? Or are you I reading it off? Math. As a- <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's actually shocking. Email us <laughs> if I'm wrong. <laughs> and this is just Metallica, and this is just Spotify. It's just not... Right. Title and it's not Apple Music. Uh, and it's not and the is other what stuff. is it? When well, Spotify, you can find the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast after you on get done Spotify. streaming a billion hours of Metallica. <laughs> has enough streams, and you can go right down to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. But listen, uh, the publicized rate for Spotify, what they pay per stream, is 0.437 cents per stream. Yeah, I mean, a stream is nothing. It's like nothing. Yeah, it, it's... So it's, what does one billion streams equate to, Tommy? I don't know. Trash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. If it's math, I'm going to get... Thank you, bang, bang. No, no, it's not going to... $4.37 million. Wow. That's, that's yeah, I mean, a stream is not worth it. Pretty anything. good, but that is a lot of time, and that's that seems like very light compensation, right? For that Jeez. much streaming and that many No one buys clicks. music anymore. That is nuts, That's why everybody man. has to get out on the road to make music. Yep, it's true. And that money shared by the songwriters, the, the record the artists, label, whatever label that licensing, might be attached licensing, to Licensing. Yeah. I wonder if those... I mean, I know how much of these labels are, are involved in this right now. I mean, the way they're talking about labels are... You know, thing of the past. Whenever nah, I don't think so. Whenever a band gets some sort of notoriety, they just kind of start their own label, right? And then they bring well, up a new the act, internet, and then can, they right. you can, Yeah, I mean, you can, I think you can the self-produce. Ga- I, I think the gangsters sure. of rap started doing their own labels. I think they were the first ones. Do you think so? And then the indie guys came out. Yeah, well, the independents, because I know Death Row. Well, what was yeah, one but the, they were the, they did they had partnerships with, with labels still. It, but yeah, when they started to blow up. Well, Led Zeppelin had Swan Song label in 1973, mm, which, was, which was their label, but still attached to Atlantic Records. Again, now you might have to get uh, Maximus Thunderous out here and but give that you was a drum di- solo but for that's that. That's a different time because you needed you needed the label because the they had to they they forced your music out. It's easy now with the internet; you literally can create a song or an album, sure. put it on YouTube, you know, put it on social medias. Someone's gonna catch it. And if it hit, you know, if it does really well to the masses, then boom, you're famous and you're, you know, you're making money. You don't have to press need anything down to wax or yeah. CDs. You don't mm-hmm. need any of no. that. It's all digital. It's all digital. But so, yeah, it's easy <clears throat> now. But I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, it's great. But uh, at the same time, I mean, art. It doesn't feel like the artists are actually getting compensated monetarily like they did back in the day because back in the day you had to go buy the music. So. That was worth more than hopping on your phone, typing in the name. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, Adam just said how much a stream is worth. So. Right. It just goes to show you just how much, uh, you know, pamper, uh, disposable diaper artist there is. That's the reason. That's one of the reasons. Longevity, yeah. Yeah, there is no longevity because of that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, you just, and then you got, this, uh, the, you got these crap-making hit 
TV shows mm -hmm. that, you know, like uh, it's still, you know, if they don't have the chops that they need to make it out there and, and be lasting. You know, but then again, there you go. The testament to that is how much Metallica is making. And they're not making that because they just showed up on the scene yesterday. And Spotify is not making money either. They're losing, that they're, I doubt. Losing, they're losing money for each user that they have. And so far, so far in 2019, at this point, whenever this was towards the end of 2019, oh, wow. they had lost $584 million. Wow. So I don't know how you operate that. Ads. Rock so. and burn. That's right, little bomb bomb. That's <laughs> ads. <laughs> they're the, crashing and burning. They don't have to deal with ads, do they? Mm -mm. But still. Yeah. So anyway, so we stream things. Just like you're streaming this now. Exactly. Hey, thank you. A no point zero nothing sense is coming over here, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> thank heavens for that. <laughs> You know, but then would you feel like we have to do a better job if no, we're actually getting compensated? No, no, no. This is if if we if we start getting paid, we're gonna lose the essence of the show, man. We oh, don't want to do I'll that. Sell out. We're gonna. <laughs> you don't want to sell out, man. No, I'll sell out. Cut the check. I'll sell out real fast. We'll talk the about anything. The producer's ready to dump us for you know legions of of whatever rubber bands. I forgot what these guys were called. Who? <laughs> the legions of uh, lizards. The, the guys that League you guys... Of, League of Legends. There that's you what go, it is. right? That's what it oh, was. Oh, yeah. legion of rubber. I don't, I don't know these guys. I thought, you were, I thought you were trying to shit on our listeners. No, 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 no. The legion no, of listeners. No, no, no. Those are... Le no, he remembers when you were getting recruited by the, other people. Yeah, yeah I'm still heard producer. about that, you know. Yeah, yeah all the, our, our legion of listeners are listening to this great show that there we're doing right now. could have been right compensation now. with the League of Legends, though. Did you ask about that? No, I don't know, man. I don't want him to even find that. I don't, yeah. he, you know, I still haven't figured out how to do all this little thing right here. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't want to produce it by myself. Yeah. And it's his idea anyway about this podcast anyway. So it's like, you know, <laughs> let him work on this one. <laughs> he can't abandon us on this. <laughs> Cut he the can. check. We'll see. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you, you wouldn't do that. You're a Martinez. Come on now. Yeah, you're right. My bad. So, Jay, you can do our analytics, and you can, you you can you see how many streams we have <laughs> yeah. so far this year, and, and we'll he compare ourselves to Metallica. He yeah. won't cheat on us like Beltran and Cora. Oh, oh come on, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's my stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, I... I I've I've had a, a a week this week trying to recover from my cold here, so I think we're gonna start wrapping this up. Do you got anything else? No, huh? I think we're good, Tommy. You know, you're good. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who listens to our show. Obviously, keep in mind life is not that serious. Again, check us out on Spotify and everywhere else that this DSP thing sends this show. Uh, Jeremy, what's our address again? What's our email address? Tommy in Adam Pod at gmail.com. Can you spell it out for him? T O M M Y N A D A M P O D at gmail.com. And we're also on iTunes and on Google Play and God knows where else we're yeah, at. So. If you enjoy this listen, if you enjoy yeah. the show and you think somebody else would enjoy it, go ahead and uh, share it with them. That's Why not? pretty cool. Yeah, do that. Gives you something to talk about on Monday mornings. Exactly. <laughs> it's sad. What are you going to be doing today, man? What's, what's on your uh, on your agenda today? Well, we might go check out a movie. We want you. Is there any good movies playing in town that you've heard? <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad, but oh. I think they're playing like King Kong, Kung Fu, Kung Fu, King Kong, King Fu, Kong, King. Yeah, King it's, Fu, it's Kong. yeah, it's wow. a locally produced movie. It's going to be out there in the Crown Up Uptown Crown, is it? Crown Up. 
a little artsy theater. Crown Uptown Theater. Crown Is it Crown Uptown? Yeah, we went there when, when I was a kid, man. But today, well, tonight they're going to be showing... Uh, King Kong Fu. Is, Is it? King, it? I, don't, I don't know what it's called. It's a, it's a movie. It's about it's about King Kong, and Kung, he might do Kung Fu. Kung Fu I don't Gorilla. know. And it's produced here. It was filmed here, I believe. So By a WCU student, yeah. It, was it a WCU student? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah that's going to be cool, dude. So I, I, did the Roger thing, Ebert give it a thumbs up? <laughs> I don't know, oh. but the Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast may have something to say about Wait. it next week. I don't know. Stay tuned. All we have to do is convince the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> your big boss Lisa and my big, and I don't think your big boss Lisa. It, don't do it. Don't do it. Last night you didn't you didn't uh, provide emergency assistance. So <laughs> I offered though. If the offer is made, am I clear? Technically, you're right. I agree with you. I live in the technical world. So if you offered, <laughs> your if you offered that gets you. Did you offer sincerely? Yes, sincerely. <laughs> I opened my hands. I said, "What would you like me to do? Would you like me to go? Would you like to take the cables with me? You want me to go uh, yeah, check yeah, out yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on?" But you know, I was faced with a little bit of anger. Okay, let her. Let her simmer down, and then let me know a little bit later if we're gonna hook it up. I'm, okay. you know, I'm just gonna drag a woman with me. I just tell her whatever. I said, "Come on, let's go tell watch her a we're movie." We're gonna go see the baby. Tell <laughs> oh no, I'm not gonna tell her that. She, she'll Ooh. hit me. She, she'll Uber rip disappointment. She'll rip that poster she'll, off the wall and hit me upside the head with it. She'll go kung fu, kung, king kong. <laughs> <and music. laughs> My baby. So let's check the, you know, we'll, we'll check it. And also uh, out there, Epic playing tonight in Salina, Salina, Salina just like a. Uh, uh, our homie uh, Rick Shirley said out there, check out Epic. That's awesome. That's, so that's, that's awesome. So yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome. Epic. And they play they play a lot locally too. So we'll we'll have to we'll, check them we'll, out. We'll drop some new stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, then we're gonna start wrapping it up. I'm Tommy Martinez, and I'm Adam Tate. And until the next time, remember to play it often, play it loud, but play it. <sighs> we are out of here. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast is produced by Date Cova Promotion. Date Cova Promotion. Date Cova Promotion. January 18, 2020.